1: Hello, friends! Welcome back to The Art of Kindness, The AOK. Today is February 28th, unless you're listening in the future. In that case, hello, people of the future. Does everyone have flying cars yet? Anyway, today marks the end of Black History Month. Of course, Black History isn't confined to a month and should be celebrated all year long. Today's guest is Joanna Alexis Jones. Joanna is a proud California native and received a bachelor's degree in theater from UCLA. She left college in the middle of her senior year after booking the West End production of a Michael Jackson musical called Thriller Live. Over the years, the triple threat has been seen in many incredible productions, including NBC's Hairspray Live. In 2017, she made her Broadway debut with none other than Hamilton as Peggy Schuyler and Maria Reynolds. Now, Joanna takes on a new role in the same show across the country, playing Eliza Hamilton in the Los Angeles production of the smash hit musical. About a month ago, Joanna so kindly took some time to chat with me about getting back into performance mode with a giant show like Hamilton after the world stopped, growing up as a pastor's daughter, learning to love the crazy circuit that is auditioning, and much more. Before we get into today's chat, I want to take a moment to thank you all for your wonderful reviews and feedback on the show. These reviews really mean the world to us. As a reminder, you can connect with our team on social media at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul. Now, without further ado, please welcome the joyful Joanna Alexis Jones. Joanna! Hi, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm well. How are you? Nice (laughs) to meet you, see you, anything? (laughs)
1: Yeah, you too. I know. I'm so excited to talk to you today, and I thank you so much for doing this. I've been really looking forward to talking to you.
0: Well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
1: (laughs) Of course, the second I logged into the Zoom, someone decided to start drilling in this apartment building, so...
0: No, of course. (laughs) No,
1: we're just going to go with it. The show must go on. I think we'll be okay. That's only happened a handful of times usually it's a lawnmower outside that I think someone literally hired just to annoy me
0: <laughs> no where are you
1: I'm in Connecticut just outside oh. of New York City
0: oh lovely I've never been there before but I hear it's gorgeous really? yeah it I know, I'm a west coast girl so I haven't seen a lot of the the east coast besides New York City
1: yeah you were born in California right yeah born and raised oh very nice all right well i'm gonna do a long and very complimentary intro about you i won't make you sit here and listen to it because (laughs) Uh, i know that like i would feel awkward i mean i feel awkward no matter what so
0: me too me too
1: okay good now now that we got that out there yeah i feel great (laughs) me too (laughs) but it is so wonderful to see you i guess first of all how are you doing in these crazy times
0: well, funnily enough, I just completed uh, my 10 days of COVID isolation. <sighs> I know, I know. Um, so I, I'm allowed to be back into the crazy world. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's strange times over here. Um, the show in LA is shut down for a few weeks. Uh, uh to deal with you know some outbreaks and just some issues so it kind of feels a little reminiscent of 2020 where i'm just at home not really allowed to do a lot of stuff and it's like deja vu but i know, you know we'll get through
1: yes we will. <laughs> it's the sequel literally nobody wanted
0: i know how <laughs> are 2020- things over there
1: yeah things are good thanks everything's shutting down it's similar i mean Broadway's obviously shutting down and I'm in a, a regional theater production right now, and we just took a huge hiatus, so we're coming back in a month. So, you know, it's it's a bummer all around, but I guess just the great thing is everybody's safe and we're in a better place than we were in 2022, which I think is when we all felt that turmoil. So when I was looking at your career and, and where you are now, I really just wanted to ask you before we dive into kindness and everything under that umbrella, how did it feel to get back to performing, especially in a huge show like Hamilton, after being at home during a pandemic?
0: I won't lie. You know, it was really anxiety inducing. Yeah. (laughs) I think, um, you know, you forget how much it takes to perform in front of that many people every day. Um, and not having done that for a year and a half and then going back to an audience of 2,700 people, it was really nerve wracking. And, And I had to be really gentle with myself and, um, you know, the company of Hamilton was really sensitive to that, and I really appreciate the, how they eased us back in from day one at rehearsal. You know, they knew that it would be a lot on people. We had all been through so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so they really nurtured us through the first few weeks of rehearsal and made us feel safe. So that was good. but and then, of course, once I got over the nerves, it it really was a joyous thing to remember. The magic of of performing live and remember why we do what we do, especially because the audience was just so thrilled mm. to be there, like to hear the sound of their joy at being able to be back at live theater and 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 hear stories being told. Um, it was just an excellent reminder of why we do what we do and. So it was twofold, anxiety inducing, and also just like, (laughs) oh, this is wonderful. I'm back to doing what I'm meant to do.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. I remember seeing the videos when Wicked opened, when they got maybe two or three minutes standing ovation. I mean, Kay Chen introduced it, which I'm sure helped, but you know. Oh
0: my goodness, yeah. (laughs) I love her.
1: You worked with her, didn't you, in Hairspray Live?
0: Yeah, actually. Yeah, she's fabulous. She's an absolute queen. Yeah. Only wonderful things to say. She's amazing. Totally.
1: I've gotten to interview her a couple of times. I've been lucky and she's just such a ball of light. And so... (sighs) So joyful, but um, all right, I'm going on a tangent. I think that's a really important point to bring up because I know even now, when you go into the hallway of your apartment, just seeing like one person or meeting up with friends again, it's a lot of energy. So having that in the theater times, you know, a hundred or whatever it is, you, f- you probably feel a little guilty too, right? Cause you're so lucky to be doing it and you know it's your dream. And then you're like, no, I do love this, right? I love this. But I think kind of normalizing the fact that it's okay to have anxiety, like Simone Biles, in the Olympics. We we did that recently. Things like that. It's really important. So I'm glad you said that and gave me an honest answer. (laughs) No,
0: absolutely. I think that's something good that did come out of the pandemic actually, is that people made space for people to not always be okay. You know, Because I think it's pretty normal at this point to to have gone through some level of anxiety or depression or some struggle from how the last couple of years have been. And so for us all to be like, oh, you too? Okay, great. So I'm not alone. We all kind of feel like this. And and that's human and normal, and let's create space for that and then move forward together.
1: Yeah. Ah, so eloquently said.
0: Oh,
1: thank you. I'm gonna ask you about Hamilton and I wanna get into everything, but as a phenomenally talented person, I would like to start out by asking you, how are you at taking compliments? Because I think as artists, we get a lot of them, especially at the stage door, you almost get immediate feedback. How do you find yourself to be at taking them?
0: uh it's uncomfortable definitely (laughs) um well get ready for my
1: next paragraph no I'm just kidding
0: I try to get better at it I think it's uncomfortable for me because I want to be able to express gratitude back yeah but I don't really know how to in a way that that comes off as genuine so when people are saying a lot of nice things to me like what else do you say besides thank you? Oh, like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like yeah. it doesn't come off as genuine when I try to express gratitude for it. And, and it just feels uncomfortable sometimes. I don't know why to yeah. receive a lot of nice things being said to you, because I don't know how to, I, <laughs> I, I always want to give something back to them and I don't always know how.
1: Yeah, Joanna, I think you cracked the code. I feel like I've, <laughs> I always start out asking that question for some reason and I've asked it so many times. And that's the first time someone put into words, I think, exactly how I feel, which is you want to give something back and you really can't. And then yeah. saying thank you feels awkward. So you kind of just run away. So it's yes. like, a, and then you probably look like an asshole, but you don't mean to be, you know exactly. what I mean? It's a weird thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm
0: glad so. you feel that too. <laughs> yes.
1: And I think most people have kind of touched on that, but you just put it in a great way. So I, I really think that's awesome. It's just so weird because we want it. And then when we get it, it's like, we feel like we don't deserve it. And I'm sure there's all these other things going on.
0: Imposter syndrome and all that, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think it it goes hand in hand with kindness, which is obviously what we're here to talk about today. Kindness in the arts.
0: Yes.
1: Just to start out, I would love to know what is your definition of kindness?
0: Yeah, I think it's so cool. There's so many different ways to interpret kindness, I guess. Um, For me, I think of it as being intentionally gracious towards others because you can. And I think sometimes there's another element that involves like sacrifice in it, like being kind to people and putting others first, even when it might cost you something, even when it's not necessarily convenient or you don't feel like it, but choosing to be gracious towards someone in those moments yeah that's kind of what it means to me
1: yeah it's definitely involves a lot of compromising and always striving to be kind there's no way you can always be kind and be perfect we all have these off days obviously and
0: Oof, yeah
1: yeah i think that's an awesome way to put it just striving to be good and when you're not owning up and apologizing because that's part of kindness, too. It's just being authentic, I think. So thank you for sharing that definition.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Do you feel like kindness was something you learned growing up in California with your family? Or do you think now you have a better understanding of everything under that crazy umbrella, whether it's like self-care, self-love, all that stuff?
0: No, I 1000% grew up in a home learning about kindness. I grew up like in church and and my dad was a pastor. And so I grew up in Sunday school and stuff. And we really just we're always cultivating an environment of love and kindness and just trying to be like more like how God would want us to be like God is love and God is kind. So if we want to be like him, we should be kind to other people. And you know, there's, Biblical principles involved with that, like treat others how you would like to be treated, and yeah, and you reap you reap what you sow, you know, like what you put into you can receive back. And so, mm. I had examples of kindness all around me growing up in my community and in the church and from my parents, and so I I saw it and and it just became ingrained, and that's just how I've naturally lived my life, and I feel very lucky to have had that sort of lens to see things through as a young kid and. And have that just manifest in my relationships yeah that's
1: amazing and i'm what i'm curious because having a pastor as your dad i mean that's such an incredible example to have and obviously i don't know the details but did you ever feel a lot of extra pressure with that to be kinder and to almost be a representation of the church oh
0: absolutely and that's hard sometimes it's like know we are human and i couldn't always live up to that but at least yeah at least i knew that when i wasn't being kind like i knew like i would feel it i'd be like oh that didn't feel right like that didn't feel like the best version of myself that didn't feel like the best example of like showing god's love to other people so let me just uh (laughs) (laughs) me rewind and rethink like why why was i acting like that and how could i not choose that next time
1: Yes, reflecting. It's just so hard in this social media heavy world where everyone kind of curates themselves and tries to be perfect and their best selves all the time. When that's really not possible. So I think, yeah, you probably have some really cool perspective on feeling like, you know, although the church doesn't always put perfection on you, but feeling that pressure and then trying to not veer off it, but also balance it and, and not veer off your mental health. If that
0: yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And just yeah. accept the fact that you are a human and you are going to screw up sometimes and it's okay because yeah. we're all just learning every day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, humankind. I think we're both right? Yes.
0: yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. I guess you went on to study performing arts or or drama, I'm not sure of the specifics, but in California at UCLA, right?
0: Yeah, I got my degree, my bachelor's degree at musical theater at UCLA. So that was really amazing. An awesome time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you
1: jumped right into working. Is that you moved to the UK right after that?
0: I did. Yeah, actually, I uh, I ended up having to graduate early. It was kind of unexpected during my senior year at, at UCLA. I I randomly Got these my first agents, and the first audition I went on just happened to be this show on the West End in the UK, and I guess it was just meant to be because I booked it, and so I was like, "Ooh, like, do I want to leave college early?" Like, yeah. I was like, "I think this is such a big opportunity. I, I honestly can't pass it up." I was like, "This is what I've been training for. So, so why would I not take this?" Out? And and I'm just so adventurous. I was like, "I want to go on an adventure." And so yeah. so I, I figured out how to graduate early. Um, I had enough credits and stuff and I moved to London when I was 21 and spent a year out there, um, doing a show on the West end. And it was great. Cause I was like more training it was on the drop training. It was like applying what yeah. I had just learned into the HO week there. So wow. Really awesome.
1: And that's really the best way to learn. I think is on the job.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I feel so too. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. That's a huge decision to make, especially not finishing school all the way. I mean, it sounds like you did in maybe a truncated version, but how do you make those decisions? Are you a pros and cons person? Do you just trust your gut? Do you ask people?
0: All of those things. Yeah. Um, I did make a list of pros and cons. I remember doing that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't
1: want to see my desk right now. I'm like, i got so many lists on here. <laughs>
0: oh my God. I know. Lists are good. They helped me like visualize things. So I definitely yeah. did that. And I had to go off of my gut as well. You know, of course, being someone spiritual, like I prayed about it, but then I also got a bunch of people's opinions and advice. And I I needed all of those things to make that decision, especially because I was young and just needed guidance and stuff. But ultimately, everything just sort of fell into place to where it made sense. And anytime something like that happens where like doors just open and things fall into place, I'm kind of like, okay, this was meant to be like, it was, it happened to be like, okay, I can graduate early. They're letting me leave the program, like this is working out. That they're letting me come later. Okay, everything's kind of pointing towards this is the right thing to do. So let me just take a risk and take a step. And it was the right thing to do. It was a very yeah. coming-of-age year for me. And I'm actually um British on my mom's side. So I have a lot of family in the UK. And so,
1: so it cool. was
0: Exciting to just be out there and just sort of sit in my mom's culture for a while and, and be working and and yeah. having a very coming of age year was awesome.
1: That's such an incredible way to start. I guess looking back now, do you see any differences in the way, you know, I know there are differences in the way audiences react and treat you, but just overall the theater industry over there, do you find differences in the different places you worked around the world?
0: The only difference would be like culturally, how, yeah, how audiences behave like,
1: yeah, like they're a little the bit more vocal over there, aren't they?
0: I don't Well, maybe for the show I was doing, because it was a Michael, a Michael <laughs> oh, <no>. Jackson show. <laughs> yes, thriller, right? So people were super, you know, jazzed because it was like a concert. But I don't know. I feel it's like so people fun. are a little more reserved in England in the theater. Mm. And maybe just a little more. <laughs>
1: okay, okay.
0: But I, I don't know. No, that it's makes been, sense. It's, it's been so long. I mean, that was back in 2012. Oh, my gosh. So oh <laughs> wow, a long time ago.
1: The time is so weird always. But right now, it's just such a time warp. I'm like, where are right. we? What am I doing? Yeah. With it? But from there or whenever, do any acts of kindness come to mind or stories that you feel like really changed the path of your career as you were, you know, starting and gaining credits in the arts?
0: I don't know. That's such a hard question. Um, my First of all, my memory is terrible. But um... Oh, same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I ask it. Because <laughs> I don't so... tell it.
0: Yeah. No, I just feel like it's kind of like more of what I said before of like, I just made sure that I was treating... People with kindness. And, and yeah. so I felt like I was receiving kindness back from other people since early on in my career. You know, if I needed extra help with something or I, I didn't know what I was doing or something, I, I feel like there were people along the way who would take me under their wing or would put in extra time to make sure I understood like what was going on or explain things to me. And, and so yeah, I think I've been really blessed to have met so many wonderful people wonderful people in each cast that I've been in over the years that have just been kind. I mean, there are a lot of kind people in our industry. And yeah. and if, if you are, like I said, a person who is kind, then you will attract those people into your life. And I don't know. I, I wish I had like a more <laughs> specific story. I'll probably think of one as soon as the podcast is I
1: over. think that's great. Listen, <laughs> bubble it. If you think of one, I'll edit it I'll pop it in. Well, we have a lot of hopefuls out there who would love to be doing what you're doing. And you're sort of living so many people's dreams i would really like to know have you learned anything over the years specifically with auditioning because i feel like that's one of the most difficult parts of being a performer especially because they don't really teach you how to get out of your own head which also you're never going to get out of your own head i've recently learned so you might as well (laughs) embrace it and just let your judge judy weird thoughts go by but (laughs) have you learned anything that's really helped you with auditioning even now with self-taping which is kind of worse i mean it's it's awesome in a lot of ways but then you have to watch yourself you have to light yourself and edit yourself and all this stuff i would love to pick your brain that was a really rambling way of saying
0: no please not at all. share <laughs> not at all no it's you know to this day i hate auditioning i'm just gonna it, it's it's so hard. It's so mm. awkward. Like it's it is. so it awkward. Is. Yeah, because <laughs> like,
1: they know you want it, and you're like, yes. I'm trying to be cool.
0: <laughs> I know, and like you said, it's so it's so hard to get out of your own head, and sometimes like you you just no matter how many years you've been doing it, you can still sabotage yourself by the thoughts going on in your head, and so I guess something I've learned is just how to sort of shift my perspective on auditioning. So I think about what can I control versus what can I not control in this situation. So, like, I can't control. If we're talking about in-person auditions, I can't control like the mood of the room I walk into. That's one thing because we've all been in rooms where it's like lovely, and then we've been in rooms where it's like cold. Yeah, (laughs) and like, oh, like this is not. (laughs) Do you want me to go? (laughs) Right immediately when you step into that, like it can it can affect you, you know? Yeah. Um and what else can we not control? Like I can't control if they already have in mind, like what they're looking for and I'm not it. I can't Mm. control that. Like that has nothing to do with me. Like there are a million different reasons why I would get cast or not get cast that I don't necessarily get to know. So I guess just focusing on the things that I can control, like I can control how much I've prepared the specific material that I'm going to present. I can control like, what I'm going to say when I walk in and smile. Like, I know that I can do that. I can control knowing my intentions and like whatever song I'm doing. And Yeah. yeah, those are things I can control. And the other stuff, I have to just try to like, let it go, like, and not make it personal, right? Not make it about myself. Because I think that's what, for me, is what's so awkward about auditioning is like, it can feel like you're just going in there to be judged. Like, are you good or not good? Yeah. (laughs) And that's hideous, you know? Oh yeah. (laughs) So to try and just, you just have to focus on the things you can control, which is doing what you do, and then let go of everything else and not take it personally, because there could be a million reasons why you're not the one for the job. And the other thing, like someone told me early on in my career that they, they love auditioning. I was like, what? Like, yeah, right. Why? And he was like, because it's my performance. He was like, I think of it as my performance. He's like, I'm doing a show and these people behind the table are my audience and they've come to watch my performance. And so yeah. I, the second I walk in, it is my show and it's my opportunity to perform for them and show my art to them. And I was like, well, that's interesting. If I, try and make that mind shift. Like I'm going in there to give them something like yeah. they're lucky to be watching my show. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, and like trying to just like <laughs> trick myself and turn the tables rather than going in there. Like I really need this job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I know. Because God, they can tell. That. Yeah, yeah. They can mm-hmm. make that, that energy of like, God, I really, really want to get this. Like that energy sort of, they can, they can tell and it, it doesn't always translate well. Like yeah. if you go in like what will be, will be, and I'm just here to do my song, and mm. it is what, and then I'm gonna leave and go on with the rest of my day, and it is what it is. And it's really hard to get to that place, but each time is an opportunity to like practice that, I guess. <laughs> the self taping thing, I'm still man, like that is really hard because like you said, you now have to be an actor, a cinematographer, a director, like a lighting designer.
1: (laughs) Get yourself a reader. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they get so stressful. Like, yeah, and I I still don't do well with those. I think what I'm gonna end up starting to do is when I can like go to a taping facility and have someone who does all those things for you so that you just have to work on your performance. Yes.
1: so SAG yeah. has a free one. If, if you're in SAG, you can go and they'll do, they? do it. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: You schedule a time and it's like a nice little backdrop. And that can, I mean, I've had some interesting experiences there too, but. <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's all just a crazy game. I also heard they're supposed to technically pay actors to audition that are in the union.
0: I didn't know that. What?
1: Maybe it's at a certain level, but yeah.
0: I love that. Because and like, I'm it's like, work. please.
1: Yeah. Can we like it's normalize work. that? Come on.
0: Absolutely. And don't because you find spend it more time auditioning than working sometimes.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it also really starts, I guess, going back to in-person auditions. For me, I find it starts the second you walk into the waiting room.
0: Oh, yes. That can be your
1: spiral. We had, um,
0: <laughs> yes,
1: we had Leslie Margarita on here recently. And she said she puts headphones on. She blasts heavy metal and she plays her games and does not look at anybody. She doesn't even look at the sign in sheet. She doesn't want to know who's what? there.
0: That's amazing. Heavy metal. That's amazing. Yeah. Or rappers. I know. (laughs) No, I love some. I get into some heavy metal moments. That is such a good idea to like separate yourself from it because you're right. It happens. Like you could be having the best day and you feel good. And you're like, okay, I did my yoga. Like I'm centered. I have my material. I look good. You're driving there, listening to your music. You feel great. As soon as you walk into the waiting room, you're like, (laughs) yeah, I know. And all that just goes. And that's the like, no, I worked so hard to feel good. And now I instantly feel awful when I see everyone else there. So that's a really smart idea to just like separate yourself from that. If you don't, if it makes you uncomfortable to talk to the other people in the line, like don't do that. Like I know. You know, whatever you have to do to protect your space, you've
1: got to do. 100%, because then you can get caught up in thinking, oh, I should have worn something like that. Why am I not wearing a suit? Or, right. oh, that's that person that's always at my auditions. That's definitely yes. better looking than me. And oh I heard gosh. that, you know what I mean? It's, yes,
0: all of it's, that. it's just a vicious
1: cycle. And it doesn't even matter, like you said before, because there's a million and one reasons why you're not going to get the job. So you might as well mm-hmm. go in there and have fun. You're
0: like, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, whatever you're doing is working because although I haven't had the privilege of actually seeing you in Hamilton, there are some bootlegs and oh, no. <laughs> no, and what I really, really admire about your performance and then other things I've, I've seen you do is just, you have such a beautiful stillness to you, which oh. I think is really hard to master on stage, especially when we're in our heads and thinking about all this stuff. So wow.
0: how do you do that? <laughs> That for, That is a wonderful compliment. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, it's true. I, I don't always feel, I don't always feel that way inside, but it is something that I have worked on. I don't know. Maybe it's just a miracle. Like, <laughs> because I, I can get really nervous still and psych myself out even like yeah. in performances. But I think I just, it's about the prep work before of like, if if I need to meditate, if I need to pray, if I need to, you know, do whatever I need to do to try and just like focus when i am on the stage and that's what i do so i I feel like and that's the other thing i feel like our job is performing but then the rest of our we have a second full-time job of making sure we're like okay enough to perform you know yeah oh yeah (laughs) on on every level and and certainly mentally as well so i guess just taking care of my mental health helps me to achieve stillness when i'm in performance mode
1: definitely do you think that's the number one way you're kind to yourself, because it's more taxing than ever, I think, to be a performer. You know, especially you have that extra level of, I don't know if it's fear, but just knowing there's so many people in one room and there's this crazy virus going around and then you're reading the news and there's just a drain on everybody now. I mean, I I don't feel it. I haven't felt like myself since, you know, before the pandemic, I personally feel like, I mean, I'm I'm fine. No, I'm I'm okay. There's just something different in the air, like a, a fog. So do you think really just focusing on your mental health? I mean, you mentioned meditation and maybe stretching. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, physical and mental health, but yeah, making sure that you have a set of tools to deal with your, your anxiety or whatever, I guess, because, you know, we just feel so different every day and you, and you can feel so different from hour to hour is what I've noticed. Like you can start off feeling great. And then like, an hour later, you feel awful. So it's like, okay, if I feel awful and I know I still have to go do like a show, what's in my tool bag to where I know it'll help me come back down to ground level? Like
1: Mm. if it's
0: taking a walk alone in the neighborhood in the morning and getting some sun and just like breathing in some fresh air, or if it's like facetiming like a loved one that always makes you feel better or like yeah. med- meditating like i said or doing yoga or going to, for some people it's going to the gym for some people it's writing and journaling like you have to do those things yeah <laughs> and you have to do them not only when you feel icky but kind of like before you feel icky too to make sure you don't necessarily get to that point but Yeah, that's something I um, have to be on top of all the time. But then like physically as well, you know, there's the physical element to it as well. There's so many things you have to do to take care of your physical body because it's all connected, you know, mental health and and physical health.
1: It is. It's all connected. Do you think you get a little bit more anxious if you know someone specific is there? Are you someone who likes to know because you're doing Hamilton in (laughs) L.A., you know, and so I feel like there's some there's some cool audience members popping in and out.
0: Oh, I am so awful with that. I'm like, <laughs> I tell everyone in the show, do not tell me who is here. Yes. Like, do not tell me I don't want <laughs> to know. <laughs> because I sag myself out. And yeah. it doesn't even have to be like a celebrity. It can just be like someone I know who like I really value their opinion or something. Oh yeah, like that's that. worse for me yeah it's awful i'll be like oh so-and-so was in the audience and they're judging me I'm like no they're not <laughs> they're not doing that but i've convinced myself that they are and so, yeah they
1: hated that face i just made yes! you know I mean? they're it's, like
0: yeah. oh she wasn't in the moment there oh she like cracked <laughs> on that like oh <laughs> and so i really have to work at like letting that go which i i, I started to get better at but i still prefer yeah. not to know if a celebrity or someone or even if a creative team member is there, I'm like, oh, I don't want to know. I don't uh, want to know <laughs> Yeah. because I don't want it to change my performance. Now I'm suddenly like acting like a robot on stage and doing things I've never done before because I'm <laughs> randomly thinking about this person sitting in the audience like, <laughs> it's
1: I know. so annoying. It is. I can tell you, I, I worked for David Korns for a little bit, the set designer oh, cool. of Hamilton. Yeah, which was a really interesting, I did his social media and marketing, but it was a really wow. interesting day job and I got to pop in in shows a lot. And it was really cool as, as a performer because when he would go there, people would get nervous because he'd be with other team members or whatever, but they're not looking at you. They don't even care yeah. what the actors are doing. He's <laughs> looking at the turntable and the lighting, yeah. whatever, you know? It is cool to remember the bigger picture because we all get like that. So I'm glad you said that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like what you said, it, it's not about you. Yeah, that's what, what like yeah. gets in my way a lot of the time. Is like, stop making this about you. Like, it's not about you. It's yeah. about the it's show. About it's us. about Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, it's hard. Hang out of your own head. I know It's like a theme.
1: (laughs) I know maybe I should change the name of my podcast.
0: (laughs) No, I love the name.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, on the other end, I guess like in a, a happier space, do you have any stories of acts of kindness that you can share, either backstage or on stage? You know, with Hamilton and your castmates, or anything at the stage door that's happened to you that's just never left you and kind of touched your heart?
0: Oh, again with I'm so bad at specifics. I'm channeling I, my
1: like, Oprah. I'm like, okay, do you, it's so hard for me yeah. not to be like a weirdo. I'm like,
0: do you have a- <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, I should be able to like tell stories, but I just like go by like feelings and moments, and and I don't know. Like
1: that's really the, healthy.
0: The cast that I am with right now, actually the whole, everyone who is working with the production of Hamilton in Los Angeles right now is like amazing. It is actually a group of kind, generous people and souls. And we have like a group chat going on that if anyone is ever having an issue with anything and like yeah. puts it in there, everyone is just diving in. Like, hey, I'm praying for you. Like, let me know how I can help but Let me drop something off for you. Like people are just like offering up their kindness at all times. Um, yeah amongst the cast and stuff. And so it really already is like an environment of kindness. Um, and I feel really safe and and lucky to be in that environment. And it just makes going to work better in the first place. Yeah. Someone got injured like before, literally before we started any performances, like the day before and had to like be out of the show and uh, yeah. And like get surgery and do all this stuff. Like it was super so unexpected and the cast was like how can we help like what can we do? They set up like a fund so that this person could have like meals brought like meals prepped wow. by this chef and like and dropped off to them every day for like several weeks and like we all like gave money to this fund and like people would go and drive out and pick it up from this chef and drop it off at his house and um and yeah it's just little things like that like everyone rallies together to take care of each other because it's like a family environment hmm. um And so that's really a beautiful thing to be a part of. And other than that, you know, we're not really allowed to do stage door right now because of COVID. Like there's literally signs up there that's like no gathering, no crowds. I know. (laughs) But people still go anyway, of Mm. course. And like they try for it. And so I guess like sometimes even though like we're not supposed to, I'll just be like, oh, like I'll just take a picture (laughs) with them because like you never know like what that means to that person or like if it's like a little girl like dressed up as Eliza like you never know what that means to go Mm. out and let her take a picture with you and how that's going to affect her later on in her life like maybe that's the thing that made her decide she wanted to do theater or something like that so I try to just look for opportunities to connect with people like when I feel like it's safe and like when it just like feels like the right thing to do in the moment
1: yeah, that's so sweet. And and look at, you know, bringing it back to K-Chan, look at the K-Chan Ariana Grande photo that's been floating around of when yeah. she was little and went to see oh. Wicked and has a picture with her as Glinda before she was a superstar. So you really do never know. And it's just, it's great to do that when you can, because you're touching so many people's lives. You can never know how many, you know, especially when you're in a show. And so just to have that moment and like kind of spread that kindness around, I think it's a really beautiful thing. And
0: Absolutely.
1: It's the yeah. special part of theater specifically that, that we don't get with TV film.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, something I've noticed is that it's easy sometimes as an actor, I'll just speak for myself, to like just be like, oh, everything's about me and the cast and the people that I directly like interact with, you know. Yeah. And sometimes like I forget, like, no, like there's an entire group of people that like the show would not go on without like Mm -hmm. without them, like the crew and like people that come in and and do things during the day while we're not even there. And like, so that's the other way I try to like, try to like intentionally cultivate an environment of, of kindness and is by connecting with people that I don't always like interact with, like on my track, but that I go out of my way to say hi to, or like, memorize their name or ask them how they're doing like people that do day work and people that are in the the crew and stuff like that like just like cultivate I don't know because everyone is so important like everyone has a job to do and like they all matter And just because I don't really interact with them and I'm the one that's on stage and stuff like these people's jobs are really important as well and so that's something I've learned over the years as well Is to like try and connect with like everybody in the theater and interact with them Mm. and let them know like that they matter too just because like they're not on stage in spotlights you know like Everyone's job is important. And yeah, that's something else that I work on as well.
1: Yeah, it's so collaborative. And the show would not go on without every single job and every single person there. So it's important to remember that. I guess looking at that big picture and everybody, do you see any specific ways that we can improve a little bit in the arts or in theater specifically to make it a better and kinder place? I mean, I'm so happy that the understudies have been getting a lot of attention these past couple weeks with all the yeah. articles that have been going around because the expectations on swings and understudies are oh, insane.
0: God bless. God and they get bless. no credit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not
1: that that's about, but, you know, any anything like that, that's something I've always thought. And even the word understudy, I mean, it's like.
0: I know. You know? I know. No, I agree with that. That's such a great point to bring up. I think that Maybe that's a way that it could improve. It's like, I don't know. There's just more celebration of those people and like
1: yeah,
0: of the people because they hold up the show. Like they are holding up the shows. Like yeah, all star. They are all stars
1: mm-hmm. with
0: what they do. Like we cannot do the show without them. I guess other ways that the industry can improve with kindness is, I, I don't know. I just guess more inclusivity, which is what we've been talking about for a long time as well. I feel like the more yeah. inclusive we are, in casting and and even on like the producing side like i, I think that um, Ooh, motorcycle <laughs> was that me or you
1: i think it was you but that's fine i think it was fine. me <laughs> yeah i just don't want you to, your point to get covered up
0: <laughs> no thank you um i think more inclusivity is a way that the industry could improve and and is a way to spread more kindness is just by like having more people represented and have more opportunities for learning about each other and and cultivating more kindness is for including more people mm. um you know both racially and and different gender identities like we I mean, like, need the more inclusive we are the more opportunities to create kindness and and learn about each other and and be more active listeners um we'll have so mm. um and that's on the for me that's really on the creative side as well i just like there should be more representation across the board in the work that's getting produced and like. Mm. And the people who are producing and the people who are directing and and music directing, if there is more representation in all of those areas, there are just more opportunities to learn and grow and be kind to each other.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And also just having all different perspectives of love and kindness. Everybody has different thoughts on it. You know, even just doing this, I've been learning. So there's something you can learn from everybody. and, And I think it's important in that regard, too. So. I love exactly. what you said. <laughs> a, more
0: well, a more well-rounded version yes. of, yeah, of kindness. Yeah.
1: Yes, we need it. Yeah. All right, now it's time for a surprise game.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's
1: really easy if you're down okay. to play, I promise. I'm
0: terrible at games. I apologize in advance, but here we go. Let's Listen, do <laughs> once you hear this game,
1: you're going to be like, this is not a game, sir, ma'am. I'm leaving the Zoom. No. <laughs> All right, so this is called the compliment game because we haven't talked about compliments enough already. Basically, I creepily reached out to someone in your life for a compliment about you or a statement saying what they love about you. Okay. And so you have to guess who said it. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the A-O-K. It's the compliment, compliment, compliment game
0: oh oh my goodness
1: (laughs) you know i gotta give some rules i guess we'll say you get three guesses and then you can ask me yes or no questions along the way but honestly i don't know the answers to anything so i don't know how much help i'll be (laughs) i think your quote will be pretty obvious i think there's some hints in there that'll help you
0: okay Um, okay but uh, you know
1: i guess we'll find out
0: oh my
1: gosh okay here we go this is a good one this is really good okay let me put my my voice on Okay. Joanna is a rare kind of person because she is insanely talented. That is the least remarkable thing about her. Her generosity of spirit, kindness, and weirdness combine to make her the best friend a person could ask for. We are all better off for knowing Jay. And what a bonus that she can warm the coldest of hearts with that voice of hers.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That is so beautiful, first of all, Wow. I'll That's send it to
1: you. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is overwhelming. Um oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to guess. I guess I'm just gonna go with the most obvious it could be, but like, I'm gonna get it wrong. I already know. Um, I don't know. Maybe, like Jamel, who pl- like plays opposite me in Hamilton right now, I don't know.
1: Oh, no.
0: Okay. Um, I can give you
1: a hint. I don't think they're in Hamilton.
0: Okay, my Narrow friend, maybe my friend, but who, see, this is the problem. Who knows me well enough to call me weird?
1: <laughs> yes, well, because, that made me excited. I was like, ooh, now I'm extra excited to talk to her I'm because I'm so Because, like,
0: I'm definitely weird, but, like, only my closest, mm, only people who really spend time around me, like, know. And I'd be like, to oh, see yeah, you're weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know, my best friend, Danielle. Yes,
1: Danielle Durbin. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so cute. (laughs) Danielle, I love you. Oh my God. Yeah, Danielle and I have been friends since we were like four. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. We go back. So that's so
1: special to have somebody that's known you for so long.
0: Yeah, she is like my blood. We are ride or die sisters. Yes. Wow. Oh, what a. What an interesting, what a fun idea for a game that I can play on people.
1: Yeah, you know, I I just like to kind of like get towards the end of the interview and leave people with a little bit of a a thank you for coming on. So I feel like it's kind of a little gift because you get to hear a nice thing about yourself. Some people might think it's awkward and they're like, shut up. But you know what? (laughs) I play it anyway.
0: a beautiful idea thank you for well your friend is
1: so beautiful and she got back to me right away because you know i'll reach out to publicists sometimes but i prefer to do my weird dms because it's always (laughs) easier to not have that third party and so i sent her a dm and she got back right away and was just so kind and in on the conspiracy with me. She was like, I want to follow you, but I'm not going to follow you until after you air the podcast because I don't want to oh give it away. And I'm like, goodness. you don't literally don't have to follow me, but that's really nice. Like, I don't know. So anyway. Oh
0: my gosh, Danielle is amazing. She's awesome. So, like, I commend your like sleuthing capabilities for being able to pick out like that she's literally the closest person to me. Like, Yeah, I don't know it's really to...
1: weird. It was a lot of scrolling and just seeing who you were tagged with that like I could maybe message.
0: <laughs> you can probably tell that I was like in her wedding. like.
1: I did. I saw that so picture. And that's I, a big I thought, hint. Yeah. Okay, wow. Is this actually her wife or is it? Because it's I a wifey And I was like, some uh. people
0: thought. Some people thought I got married after that. I was like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, was a, I was a maid of honor.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. so sweet. Well, thank you, Danielle.
0: Thanks, Danielle.
1: I love you. <laughs> All right. You've already been so generous with your time. So I would just love if we could end things by sharing a tangible kindness or wellness tip. That you think listeners can take away with them and incorporate into their day?
0: Sure. Um if
1: that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say something that I touched on earlier was how sometimes it's difficult to choose kindness when you don't always feel like it, or if it's, you know, costs you something. So I would just say something to practice would be the next time, like, I don't know, you're in a bad mood or you know, not having a great day, not feeling great, or someone says something nasty to you, I would challenge you to intentionally choose to react with kindness or to go out of your way if you're having an icky day to find someone you can say something nice to, or if you're at the grocery store, look at the person's name tag and say their name and thank them and make them feel like they matter or something like that. Um, Because if you can be kind to people, when it's difficult, then you can be kind to them all the time. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, those are so wonderful.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Do you have
1: a specific thought or intention when you're trying to get back to being kind? I know sometimes people have little mantras or they'll count to 10 or something just to recenter you, because sometimes it's hard when you're just like, be kind, and then you get frustrated that you're not, <laughs> <I> <laughs> or know. be happy, whatever it is.
0: No, I guess I just remind myself of God's love. I'm like, mm. Yeah. I want to be love. Like, I'm not just going to take a breath and be like, is this the most authentic version of myself? Is this the best version of myself? How can I react as the highest version of myself? Okay, I guess I got to say this instead of <laughs> something awful. <laughs> yes.
1: There we go. I'm going to write that down. Always be the highest right. version of yourself.
0: Yeah. And get high. No,
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. You are just such a talented and all around wonderful person. So I'm glad that we're in an industry where people can look up to you. And I hope you stay well and don't have to step away from Hamilton again anytime soon.
0: <laughs> I know. I hope you stay well too, and um, that you get back to your show with smoothness. And Oh, thank you. Thanks for being so warm and open and inviting and friendly. and
1: oh, Thanks thank for you.
0: having this podcast. And: Oh, your, wow. You're cultivating kindness by having this podcast, so thank you
1: thank you that's the goal
0: i must also say i loved the one with your you did your grandma right
1: oh i had my grandparents on yeah
0: that was so cute oh my goodness i oh, loved that <laughs> i for heard listening. that one
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know i i randomly was like i'm gonna just start incorporating some random things and i sat I them down and loved uh, it. yeah they're so sweet they're just the best so thank you that's very that sweet
0: was, i loved that it was precious yeah Oh.
1: <laughs> well people are gonna love this one
0: <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> they will. Have a good rest of your day. You I'm so too. bad at ending Zoom. I I'm know. Like, me I <laughs> hover over the button. I'm like,
0: uh, keep smiling. You're going <laughs> <do it> first. <laughs> oh,
1: all right. Uh, bye. Okay, bye. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. It was so relatable to talk with Joanna about auditions and anxiety on stage. I mean, this is a Broadway star and she still gets nervous. I think the difference is that she doesn't let it stop her from getting out there and living her dream. She inspired today's kindness tip, which is to get out of your own way. Seriously, if you're listening to this right now and nervous to do something, I want you to know that all this worrying won't help you. If you worry, you suffer twice. You are capable of so much, and now is the time to believe in yourself. So if you're procrastinating or coming up with a million excuses about why you can't do something, shift your gear into drive and start taking action. Now is the time! Time is going to keep moving no matter what, and doesn't care if you're anxious. Of course, I do. We've all been there, and will be there. It's human. However, please don't let your anxiety lock new doors before you even get a chance to open them up. I believe in you. I also believe that you are filled with your own wonderful kindness tips and stories. I would really love to hear them from you. Please email us at artofkindnesspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com if you would like to share a story or have a kindness tip on the show. This one was inspired by my awesome dad. Thank you, dad. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Art of Kindness podcast. We will be back soon, but until next time, remember, everything's going to be A-OK.